Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, Scottsdale, Arizona, with Randy Angston, the co-host. What's up, buddy? How are you doing, man? Good. Good. Another day. Another Another episode. Another episode. Yeah, a lot to talk about today. This is a, a question that actually was raised on probably two calls ago that I had with a client. We were just talking about raising rates. And that's a great topic because this is something every gym should be thinking about. I'm not saying that you should do it, but we're going to go through some math and you can make some decisions for yourself. So I'm not sure when this episode comes out, uh, but... It'll be June 5th. Oh, nice. June 5th. (laughs) So June 5th. So you still have time to get into the automation workshop, CLA automation. That's through pfmarketingsolutions.com slash automation. Check that out. That's a two-day course with me running and creating your automation systems for you. So check that out if you're interested in that. But uh, let's jump right into this episode. This is a this is almost a little bit taboo, right? So it's taboo sure. in yeah. uh, the world of what we do is training and training facilities. And I think this started for me back when I was working in my first location with Thomas Plummer. This is interesting. So Thomas's whole thing, and for those of you guys that don't know Thomas, he's like the grandfather. Mm-hmm. He's probably worked with just about every guru or coach or business out there. He's a national speaker, great guy very wise, but he originally told me to never raise your current client's rates. And I took that and I ran with it and I did it for years. And so as we raised rates, we never adjusted our current clients. And we said, that was our way of saying, thank you Mm -hmm. for being a client. And as long as you're a member here, you're going to be locked into that rate. That's great. In fact, that's what we've done for 10, a decade. We never changed rates. We did raise the rates for new members, but our current clients, we just kept them on. And so, you know, over the years, we've increased uh, a lot of things in the gym, added services. Changed your model a lot. Changed the model Mm -hmm. and the values skyrocketed from the early, early days. And I go back and it's funny sometimes back, you know, even two, three months ago when working with that. We're looking at these old memberships in here like, what is, what are we doing? <laughs> and and the fear is that you're going to lose clients if you raise the rates and you're going to break a promise if you had that conversation. And so I never did it. And I was always like worried about losing clients. That was the number one reason. What other industry doesn't? What other software doesn't? Like at the end of a contract, you're up for negotiation. Mm-hmm. Always. Like you sit in the seat today. It's not 10 years ago. It's not eight years ago, right? So- Why is it fitness should be that way? It's strange. It's very strange. Everything else in my life goes up. Exactly. So your mind-body software, if you're using that, that goes up all the time. (laughs) They just throw an increase and you don't have really much to say about it. And, you know, it pisses you off and some people leave, but they still are there and they're the leader. And your rent, your lease and mortgages, they go up. Not your mortgage. Maybe if you have an adjustable rate, that might change too. Sure. Uh, Lease agreements. Lease agreements. So it's built into most everybody's lease is to kind of have annual increases. For us, it was like 3%. So cost of operation is always going to increase. Business. 
It, I mean, yeah. just to, it, a business doesn't exist over a period of time without yeah. that happening. Right. And so why is it okay for everybody else to raise rates, but you can't raise the members' rates? So that's where this stems from. And we recently did this. Mm -hmm. We actually did raise our clients' rates. We didn't raise them much. And we used it as of saying, hey, the cost of our operations is, you know, we've got this cleaning going on. We've bought supplies. We've got to, you know, up increase our janitorial services. All this stuff increased. We're just kind of passing it on to them. And, you know, we're not making much out of it. But if you're stuck in uh, an old model like I was and and we're going to run some numbers for you guys that make a lot of sense. I think you should really consider it. So let's talk about this scenario. Let's just say you're running a large group training facility, a boot camp type place, and you've got, say, 200 members, and they're all paying about 150 bucks each. That's a very common model. I sure. see that every day. It might not be 200, it might be 100, it might be 400 people. Maybe you've got, you know, $150 rate, and that's, you know, that's the rate. Mm-hmm. You got 200 people, and to, for easy math, that, that's $30,000 in revenue per month. So a smaller operation, a decent operation, you're doing 360000 a year just on memberships and then anything else you sell. So you've got these 200 members at paying 150 and you're like, you know what? We're not making it. We need to do something. You could do one of three things. You can get more clients. Yep. And you know that pool isn't always infinite. And that's typically where gym owners think. Right? The legion. I need more people. I need more people. I need more people. Right. And it's not the only option. Yeah. So you could either get more clients. You can either get them to buy other things. Mm-hmm. So t-shirts and supplements and nutrition plans and stretch therapy or whatever it is. Those, those are, that's another way. Or you can increase the cart value of the client. So you would increase their rate. So think about this scenario. If you're sitting in a gym, you've got 200 clients and they're paying 150 and you're doing 30 grand and you're just not making it. What if you were to raise everybody's rates in the whole gym? Hey, we're going to 200 bucks. You probably pinch, you know, you might pinch up a little bit. You might pucker up. up. If you were to do that and you kept everybody, you would immediately increase 25%. You go from 200 people times $200 a month, 40 grand a month. So you went from 30,000 to 40,000. Will that happen? No, you're going to lose people. And Mm -hmm. so this is your, I guess, basically your risk reward kind of thing. The math says if you were to increase to $200 a month and you had 200 people, if you lost 50 of those clients, 50 of the original 200, and you had 150 people left paying $200 each, you're going to make exactly the same amount of money. Now, you wouldn't probably want to do that to break even, but do you really think you're going to lose 50 clients? It depends. I don't think so. I don't don't think think so. If you just lost half of the 50, you're ahead. You're ahead for every single month after that. But think about this. With 50 people less, even if you did lose 50 people, you got less to manage, less wear and tear on your equipment. You might not need as much staff. You can run a leaner operation. Maybe you reduce your hours and squeeze those 150 just into less classes and less sessions. There's a lot of upside to raising rates. It's a math equation at this point. When we did this, we knew we we're going to lose people. And I, th- I just talked about this on maybe two episodes ago. We lost one person. Yeah. Now, granted, we only raised 15 bucks. That wasn't 50, but 15. Uh, and we were thinking, okay, we could probably lose 10, 12, 15 people and still mm-hmm. be ahead. We lost one. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi Private Pro. 
Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And it was somebody who was grandfathered in on, I mean, way old rates. Yep. Way old rates, paying less for small group training that she was receiving than the people next to her or, you know, in the gym playing for boot camp or large like that. She was lower than our lowest rate. And, and yeah, we're going to keep going back to her, but like she felt like she was grandfathered in. I support you guys. And yeah, we, we had her to have a tough conversation. And that's really the reason we never did. Exactly. We wanted to raise rates all the time, but we were worried about those two, three, five people that are going to just argue and be pissed. And you don't want to do that as a gym owner. You want to make sure it's in our nature to, to serve and want to help. And we you know all these things that go with being a gym owner. But this is business and business says, and the numbers say, to increase your rates, you're going to lose people, but you can suffer some losses and still be way ahead. And still be exactly ahead of the curve. Let's just say you lost 25 of those people. And so instead of making 40,000, you're making 35,000, but you're making 35,000 again next month and the next month. That's a $60,000 increase while losing 25 clients in this scenario. So you've reduced your burden to the business as far as the people that you have to serve and you're taking care of and Mm -hmm. so forth. And then you've increased the profits. By 60 grand. That doesn't suck. No, it doesn't suck. So that's really what this episode's about is like, let's, let's take a real hard look. And most of these episodes have been about taking a look at the business while you can. And if you're ever going to pull this off, it's now. I mean, that's why we're talking about it now. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? We need to talk about raising rates with folks. And I never did it. Like I never for 10 years and I was always on the, hey, we told people or this was our policy from 10 years ago. And it was the wrong. It's actually the wrong policy. And as much as I like Thomas, he gave us bad advice. I mean, sure. I mean, maybe that was, you know, he felt was the right thing to say. And maybe he still thinks that's the right thing to say. But in an actual operation, I feel like we should have raised the rates many times over the years. Or maybe he just never considered the fact that you'd be in a position still having clients 10 years down the road paying those rates. That might be. That could be, you know what I mean? Like if the average cycle of a client is, I mean, even for a long a decent lifetime value, maybe it's three years. You know what I mean? That's probably more of what it is. Exactly. Hey, you know what? These clients are only going to be there for 24 months, so you're never going to have somebody for 10 years. You're never going to have that problem. So, yeah. You know what? Benefit of the doubt, I think that's probably the angle. Mm -hmm. And maybe if he said that back then, I I would have maybe raised rates over time. Something else that I'm seeing happening that's very smart is in the contracts, you have an annual increase based on the current rate. Like, so- 
So let's just say you're at $150 a month and it's a one-year deal. And then the next year to renew, it's 3% higher, do the math, and then or 10% higher every year. But the whole gym moves up 10. Sure. The whole gym moves up 10 every January or every whatever. That's another way to do it. It's built into the business model where it's just expected. Yeah. And everybody moves up. Your, your new clients move up. The old clients move up. Everybody moves up together and you continue to grow. I mean, that's just another way to do it. I, you know, that's something else you can consider. But I think this is something any gym can do. Uh, but let's talk about another thing. You know, you just talked to me a little bit before the episode mm-hmm. where you have a lot of conversations where they're talking about, hey, I don't think I can charge what maybe you guys, uh, Tim charges sure. over at Pulse. Like, you know, you're a different demographic and he's charging three, $400 a month. And I just don't think I can get that in my area. What, what do you say to that? Honestly, I mean, this is a perfect conversation for it because it's money and the decision that you were had to make in raising your rates is what they're going through. And it's the the fear of kind of the the small percentage of people that are going to be upset, mm. right? And the mindset of you as a gym owner, like, uh, we get it. You're here to serve people. You're here to take care of people. And we're all in that whole that same seat together. But at the end of the day, it still needs to be a business. And I think that a lot of gym owners are still stuck in the idea that it's just about the client's results. And they will literally sacrifice. And they'll suffer. They'll suffer in order to just deliver that. Yeah. And you don't have to. And I mean, we could go, you know, we might have to do another episode on like the psychology of providing a better result for that client and being able to charge more for it. But there's got to be some sort of understanding that with less people, you're able to provide a better level of service. Yep. More, more hands more, on. Yeah, there's value. So cost and value are, are not necessarily linear, maybe. You in know what alignment. I mean? Uh, yeah, in alignment. Yeah. And you can provide a greater value, which then, sure, it does receive it's appropriate to charge a higher cost for it, but you have to see that the value increases in a situation like this. When you reduce some of the clientele, and even if you don't, let's say your client, let's say 100% stay on board, but that means that your clientele are okay paying that level of service. Yep. Gary V said it years ago. Somebody asked him, you know, you know, look at one of the videos what should where I charge he's, for yeah, my... what should I charge for my service? And he goes, or when should I raise my rates? Or what should I raise my rates to? And it was, you raise your rates until people stop buying your service. Because it's not always about cost. It's not about your competition in the marketplace. It's not about necessarily the demographic that you're, you know, as a whole. Here, we have the ability to create what, what we've gotten away from, right? A lower cost service and serve a lot more people. Mm-hmm. But that's not the business that you want to run. And you guys listening, that's probably not the business you want to run. I know you were talking before, like the number of members was a big KPI for so long. Yep. But it didn't really fall in alignment with like the direction of the business or where the business was at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so and my analogy was like, we always wanted three, 400 members. It's always our goal. Like, Hey, just get more members. Well, yeah, we could have 400 members paying 10 bucks a month like, tomorrow. Exactly. Was, yeah. Yeah. But I also then was like, you know what? I could, I'd rather have 10 people, but making a million a month than 400 and making 30 grand a month, whatever it is. Yeah. And so it's not about the number of members where as a young gym owner, it's all about how many clients you have. It's about the revenue and the service. That's the thing. I know from all the time that we've spent here, you and your team know the value you bring to the table when you have the ability and you have the time and you can actually, there's more skin in the game with some of these clients, but you're over delivering value in a way that there's really no limitation. 
You know what I mean? You can do things that you can't do for somebody for a hundred dollars a month. Bucks, yeah. You know what I mean? And so the result of the people that are with you are going to be much greater. And at the end of the day, that's really back to why we're here. And so it's not like you're serving less people. You're still providing the same higher level of result for the people that are willing to walk through your doors and align with your beliefs and your culture and your program yes. design and, and all of that. And that's a good point to talk about how do people, how do gyms normally set their prices? They typically look around at yeah. the competition and well, if that guy's charging 150, I should charge 130 or 135. And that's the absolute wrong way to look at it. And there's another thing that gym owners always seem to think is you deserve to have a profit in your business. Yes. You deserve it. And unfortunately, like you said, you'd almost rather sacrifice some gym owners, the mindset's always, I'd rather sacrifice profit just to serve. Well, take it a step back and look at it the other way. If you never make a profit, you're not going to be able to serve people over the long term. So really, you're not fulfilling your mission anyway. So you need to make a profit so you can continue to serve and live and enjoy what you do. Because if you don't make a profit, Month in, month out, year in, quarter in, quarter out, you're gonna resent the hell. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna sit in the shower ten minutes longer, <laughs> just dreading going in. How many gym owners have we talked to that are burnt out? That is, we talked about it re- previously. Like cash flow is a month over thing. Like the heartbeat of their entire organization is how many new people they can sign up this month. This month, and it's a tough place to be. Man. And well, it it instantly forces you to be in a place of scarcity. You don't get to look at your business with fresh eyes, be able to deliver the true level of service and value that you want to. The old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, you can't it, give. Right? And, and uh, Sean Whalen, the king eats first mentality. It's not because that is the head of the household and it's crucial and, and so forth. But when you take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you have the ability to take care of others greater. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you know, the science of getting rich, I think we'll even talk about that way back when. And there's a psychology to it as well. When you're in a better place and you have comfort and you're not operating out of scarcity, but more the abundance mentality, you give and you serve and it changes the the whole shape of the business at that point. Yeah. And you know, a simple thing you can do is look at your expenses today. And I just did this with Mm -hmm. Zach yesterday. I highlighted like, do we really need this anymore? Do you? No, probably not. You don't. So if you can cut 10% out of your expenses... Guess it's what? like giving yourself a 10% raise. 10% like, raise, right. You know, and it goes to the bottom line. Bottom line goes into the bank. Bank becomes operating capital. You can pay yourself from that. You can do more marketing if you want. <laughs> I was just going to say, you, you want more leads? Save more money. Save more money. And then you can drive reinvest, more, yeah, yeah. reinvest in the business. So that's what this episode's about is to look at the numbers and look at your price points and decide, hey, did I set my prices because that's what my competitor set them at? And, you know, I'm not really making a profit. Maybe it's time to raise rates. And I wish I would have a long time ago. There's a lot of things five years ago. There's a lot of things to look at in your business, right? I mean, as a business owner in the training environment, your continued education. And again, we're not not huge on the whole, you know, chase certifications and things like that, but you continue to invest in your education and provide a greater result over time to your clients. With that comes value. And if you're the type of gym owner who has a good repertoire of tools and you're knowledgeable and you can serve pretty much anybody's need, the value that that comes with, people are going to be okay paying for, right? You're not the bottom of the barrel guy who just got out of some cert overnight, learned it on Facebook, and all of a sudden he's trying to run a gym. There's value in what you bring to the table. I mean, we've had clients that have, their month memberships were well over $1,000. Some of them, I mean, when we were working with some of those gyms, there was, was it 12, 
15, 17, $25,000. Oh, few of them out there, yeah. Yeah, there was a gym we worked with in uh, Manhattan. Even 20, some of the fitness together. $25,000 a year to be a member. That's cool. I mean, awesome. They did all one-on-one. They had full nutrition, blood work, the whole, the whole nine. And they just brought a different clientele. How many $25,000 a year members do you really need? And maybe in Manhattan you need a lot, but you could... You know, look in your market, maybe it's a $10,000 a year. And I have a lot of respect for gyms or businesses in general. It doesn't have to be gyms. Businesses in general that they put their flag in and this is what we are and this is what we do. If you're not a fit for us, you know, you're not a fit. We get it. We're not a fit for everybody. And I can think of a couple out there that do a a good job. And But you know what? Those owners enjoy what they do. Yeah. And they're very proud of it. And, you know, and they attract the people they need to attract. And that's really what it comes down to. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. While on the topic of value too, we know it here for your clientele in the gym. We know it with our clientele of ProFit. As people ascend up into higher level packages and programming, Mm -hmm they're also, for some reason, they're also the easier clients to work with. That's absolutely true. (laughs) And so, you know, if you guys are struggling to keep people happy in your, across the board, it might be because you're trying to solve all of the world's problems. Or you're attracting. Or the wrong clientele. The wrong clientele that, that can't afford the services. And yes. And so the funniest thing is the clients that pay the, in every gym out there, you're going to look at your clientele and you're going to say, wait a minute, the ones that I'm always hearing crap from is always the lowest, the lowest paying Yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, I, I, it's just a lower level person. Maybe they just complain more in life or I don't, they're just unhappy. Maybe they're <laughs> right? more yeah. stressed out. I mean, maybe that's it. They're stressed out because of money. And so they're just a pain. And so the clients that pay the most they are the easiest clients to work with. And they're the ones that align with your belief systems. And like the, the when you write a diet program or a meal plan or you give them recommendations, they just do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Bought it, exactly. They're, they're bought, bought into the, the core values of your gym, the belief systems of your mm-hmm. gym. Those are the clientele everybody wants to attract, but there's nothing on, you know, everybody's out there like, oh, I need to attract my clientele. Do you know who that clientele is first? And then what is well, the, the gyms that have been around a while, you're going to be able to look at your yeah, clients. You should be able to. Same. Absolutely. We did this. Ex- I don't know. Gosh, it was so long ago. We took our whole list of clients. We ranked them A, B, or C. Yeah. And, but you know, an A was exactly that. We enjoy training them. They bring energy into the gym instead of taking it away. Yep. We want more people that are in the A column. And then we started looking at who are these people and what do they do and what, you know, what ages are they? What makes them the A? Yeah. We started looking for similarities and then I mapped all their addresses and I found out where they lived and it was like a big undertaking, but Mm -hmm. we honed in on who we wanted to attract and we stopped worrying about the B's and C's and we just focused on the A's and that's when things were just easier. You just attracted a better clientele because now you knew who you you wanted. But if if you're brand new, you may not be able to pull that off. Or let's say you have a lot of, not a lot isn't, but you have a group of your clientele, you have your clientele base, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody falls as an A. 
Mm-mm. But how do you then another thing you could look at is how do I take somebody who's a B and a C and kind of educate, inform, provide value and ascend people into your organization and that are going to become that lifelong. Yeah. You know, that's a whole different conversation. Like what is the gap between an A and a B? Well, you know, it's to- funny. A's for us weren't always paying the most because sure. we had some C people that were paying high and then we just, we just didn't enjoy it. And, you know, you're not a good fit for everybody that, you know, they're just always, you know, negative gossip Nancy, or sure. negative, yeah. <laughs> everything's wrong. So we just looked at the people. And the funny thing is a lot of those people are still here today. And we did that probably seven years ago. It just goes to show you that, you know what, who you like is who you like to train and it's a good fit for your organization. There you go. So this is a quick way to weed out the people that aren't bought in. So if you raise your rates, you'll probably find the people that you didn't enjoy training anyway. They might be the ones that quit. And, you know, at the end of the day, in this scenario, if you lost 25 instead of 50, you're way ahead. You're up to uh, five grand a month and that's 60,000 a year. Yeah. Right and what do you say? The 50 people, that's 25% of your, like the total clientele base we were using in math. That's a huge percentage of loss. Like, yeah. I can't imagine anybody just no. lose 25% no. because you raised your rates. Yeah, it depends on how you the communicate, yeah. of course. <laughs> hey, you guys all suck with raising your rates. Don't do that. Make make sure there's some value. So there's some strategery that goes into the communication, strategery, <laughs> uh, on how you do this. And it has to be for the benefit of the owner, of the owner, of the- uh, The clientele. The clientele. And they have to see the value as to why you're raising it. But it should be done. And I wish I would have done it earlier. And this is my- way to give back and tell people that are in the trenches right now, this is probably a really good thing to look at for you as well. Because if somebody, if I heard a podcast and this math made sense to me, I probably would have done it. And to drive that home right now is the greatest time that we've had mm-hmm. to ever execute something like this. You're, you have to be looking at the systems. You have to be looking at the math, the data, everything right now. This is our opportunity to look at everything that we're doing for the business, make the necessary changes. I mean, we were talking about the life cycle of a client. Same situation, right? You don't just go throw more money at marketing because your sales process sucks. Fix your sales process, and then the whole process gets better. Right. So this is your opportunity. Dig deep. Make those changes. Right now is your opportunity. Take action. Perfect. Well, we'll end it on that, guys. There's your homework for the day. So uh, jump in that. Let us know how you do. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. Shoot us a DM, email. You can find me on Instagram (laughs) at Tim Lyons Jr., with my 1,200 followers. (laughs) All right. Until next episode, guys, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.